hey, back in familiar surroundings. And fans still are hating on Trevor Zegras for what? For what reason? And what fans are angry about is the fact that Seattle doesn't have an all-star representative. Where was that anger three years ago when the Anaheim Ducks had no rep in the all-star game? Hmm? Where, where, where was the anger? Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for over a decade, thanking you for making this your first listen of the day. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So we're going to have a bit of a mishmash episode today. As you can see on YouTube, I'm back home in familiar surroundings. Yay, the jerseys are back there. And also, I've got my Zegris bobblehead. You could probably see where this episode's going to go. And... So here's what we have. We're going to talk about Trevor Zegras for a segment. Then we'll talk about all-star stuff. And then just have a look around the league at the hunt for Connor Bedard. Yeah, so that'll be third. First, Trevor Zegras. What? You thought I was going to start with something else at this point? I mean, that's all anyone talks about anymore is Trevor Zegras this, Trevor Zegras that. Look, love more or hate him. And unless you're a Ducks fan, you probably hate him. If you're a Coyotes fan, you especially hate him. Why? Maybe because he ran his mouth a little bit. Look, let's look back at where we are. Trevor Zegras said something that may have been deemed over the line by the opposition. Now, as I've said on a previous podcast... What's considered inappropriate to some might not be inappropriate to others. Did Zegers probably say something dumb and idiotic? Probably, but we have no idea or we don't know what exactly he said. And there's all the lip readers trying to figure out what he said. But, you know, at least he didn't go so far as to say, you know, talking about Troy Stetcher's dead father. He didn't go that far. And this was confirmed not once, but twice. This was first confirmed about two days or two, three days ago by Craig Morgan, who said that it was not crossing the line, but there was there was something inappropriate. Then we got this yesterday where Andy Strickland confirmed a previous report that Z didn't make any comments to Troy Stetcher about his late father. And Andy Strickland even said this in a tweet, quote, Pretty strong accusation to make about someone, especially when it isn't true. End quote. There's a lot to be said about that because I could see what the Coyotes fans are saying. I could see what the Ducks fans are saying. I could see what everybody else is saying. It seems like Trevor Zegras is the one player that causes the biggest chasm in fandom right now. There's literally half the fans that love what Zegers is doing, and the other half that absolutely hates him. There's the parts that hate the hot-dogging. There's the parts that hate the fact that he is one of the most creative players in the league right now. There are those that hate that he tries to look cross-goal 
at least once per season. I've said this numerous times. The point of the game is to score goals. The point is to win. Trevor Zegras isn't doing that just to show off. He's trying to win games. If the lacrosse goal happens to be available to him and it's a way to get the puck into the into the net, then why not try it? And if defenses are going to complain about it, stop it. Maybe do something about it and play solid defense. To be fair, more teams have done a better job of defending against Zegras and the lacrosse move. That is to say, he did attempt it once this season and failed at that. He's going to keep trying it. He's going to keep trying having more and more creative moves in order to score goals. He wants to be that elite goal scorer. He wants to get 30, 40, 50 goals per season. He is working his way up. He will likely be a 30 goal scorer this season, which is great for the league because Z is still young. He's not in his prime yet. He's still also learning from some I don't want to say rookie mistakes because he's no longer a rookie, but he's still learning from some of those mistakes. And I'm going to say this again. He's only 21 years old. Again, he's still only 21. He's still learning the finer aspects of the game. And he's going to get better. That's what should really scare the pants off of opponents. He's going to get better. And the whole Troy Stetcher inappropriate comments was just a rumor. And that was it. Nothing more than a rumor. Zegris is going to get better. He's going to prove the naysayers wrong. So far this season, he's got 42 points in 50 games. 18 goals. Z is almost averaging a point a game in his, really, his sophomore season. I truly believe that he's going to be a 30, maybe a 30 goal scorer this season. But I really believe he can be a 40 goal scorer, even a 50 goal scorer in his career. Look, he's tied for the team lead in points along with, you know, my other my other guy, Troy Terry. And he's tied for the team lead in goals with Uncle Rico, Adam Henrique. So for Z to already be at this level at this age, I think is going to do wonders for his game. And we cannot forget about Mason McTavish. He's only 20. He's not even old enough to drink, in this country anyway. And he's already got 10 goals, 28 points in the season. In his rookie year. McTavish is also going to get better. So I do think that a lot of fans are maybe a little bit jealous that they do not have Trevor Zegras because they probably see how good of a goal scorer he can be and how good of a scorer he can be. And when you have Z and Drysdale and McTavish, and that's not even who else is going to come up. Look, there's another defenseman in the in the wings that I really love. Olin Zellweger, he's going to come up very soon and wreak havoc on opposing teams. So maybe that's it. There's the hate for Zegris because of what he said. And I'm going to try to play devil's advocate here and look on the other side of this. Maybe part of the reason fans of opposing sides hate Zegris because he does talk a lot. This is nothing new. I know Canadian fans hate Trevor Zegris for what he did at World's Juniors over two years ago. Let's look back on that. 
the year that Trevor Zegras was the WJC MVP. He ran his mouth a little bit. He ran his mouth before, before the gold medal game and said that Team Canada hadn't seen a team like Team USA. He implied that Team Canada hadn't seen any real competition. That's almost a guarantee that Team USA was going to win. But he delivered on that. Zegras delivered on those words and wound up winning gold for USA. USA. And as someone that's an American citizen, I freaking loved it. I loved it. So I'm going to keep chanting USA. USA. That's right. I, I loved it. I loved the kind of trash talking there from Trevor Zegras in that game. Now, does he have to be careful? Yes, he does have to be a little bit careful because Z is not typically going to fight back. So while I like the talking and the chirping, he has to be careful with what he says and how often he says it. And I think that's going to come with time. He's going to learn that he has to pick his battles effectively. I do like the talking. I do hope he still at least chirps a little bit, but he's got to pick his battles. And he's got to be a little bit careful because he is still young and he is still essentially the future of the Anaheim Ducks. And it does no good if the future is not out there playing the game. So that's kind of looking at both sides of it. All right, we're going to step aside and we're going to talk about the all-star, I guess, just messiness. So I'll talk about that on the other side. But first, let's talk about FanDuel. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many awesome features that make betting sports fun and easy. If you download FanDuel now, you can bet on Super Bowl 57 between the Eagles and, you know, those Chiefs. With a no-sweat first bet, you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first one doesn't win. So, you know, you could talk about betting on, I don't know, maybe the coin toss. You could bet on who's going to score the first touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and very easy to use. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on make every moment more with FanDuel official sportsbook partner of the NFL and please gamble responsibly hey guys welcome back to locked on Anaheim Ducks part of the locked on podcast network once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. So we just got done talking about Trevor Zegras. Now we're going to talk about all-star stuff. And this does relate to the Ducks a little bit. A little bit. So this was announced a few days ago that Matty Beneers would be missing the all-star game in South Florida. That's a big blow. So I'm just going to have full disclosure here. I am employed by the Coachella Valley Firebirds which is the AHL affiliate of the Seattle Kraken. I was excited to see Matty Beneers 
make the All-Star game. And I thought it was well-deserved because Seattle is a very good team. Seattle is leading the division right now, going into the All-Star break. And then he gets injured by Tyler Myers, who is now public enemy number one in Seattle. Myers just pummeled Matty Beniers to the ground. Beniers missed the last couple of games, and then it was announced that he was not able to go. He might even miss more time. He might miss a week or so, but he's already missed two games. So what does the NHL do? They replace him with someone that is not a part of the Seattle Kraken. In fact, they replace him with someone from Vegas, Chandler Stevenson. Huh. We, we, we've seen this before. Ducks fans only would remember this. But Ducks fans will remember that a certain player was replaced by someone from Vegas. Sound familiar, Ducks fans? Well, it should. Because this exact thing happened three years ago. Let me take you back to 2020. January 2020. Jakob Silverberg was named an All-Star for the first time in his career. He chose to opt out of attending the All-Star game because his wife was very pregnant and they were expecting, you know, so he needed to be there for the birth of his child, which turned out to be a good move because that child was born right around the All-Star game. So Jakob Silverberg did not participate, but for a very, very good reason. Also, Marc-Andre Fleury from the Vegas Golden Knights chose not to play in that All-Star game. So already you had the Ducks representative out and you had Vegas's representative out. So what does the league do? Well, let, let me keep going here. Logan Couture was injured from the Sharks. He couldn't go. Darcy Kemper from the Coyotes was also injured. He couldn't go. So where was the outrage when Jakob Silverberg was replaced by Max Pacioretty? Where where was that outrage? There was none. There was no outrage. At least across the league there wasn't because Vegas was still the cool new team and they were still the new kids on the block. So, yeah, why not? Ugh. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. So the Ducks had no representative. Calgary had three reps. Matt Kachuk, Mark Giordano, and David Riddich. Vancouver also had three. Elias Pedersen, Quinn Hughes, and Jacob Markstrom. The Ducks had no representatives. Max Pacioretty was the lone rep for the Vegas Golden Knights. And there was no outrage across the league uh, that, oh, the Ducks need to have a representative. Every team is, you know, there except for the Ducks. Where's the outrage? There was none. Where's the outrage that there is now? Because I could see on Twitter... A lot of fans and a lot of media people pretty much blasting the Seattle Kraken for not having a rep on the All-Star game this year. And I could give you a few reasons why there is much more of an outrage now than there was back then. There's more of an outrage now 
because there's plenty of other players from Seattle that are also deserving. There's more outrage now because Seattle is the most the most recent team. There's a big outrage because they're in first place. I think if they weren't in first place, there wouldn't be as much of an outrage. But because the Kraken are in first place, there are fans clamoring to get someone that's deserving of the All-Star Game from the Kraken heading to South Beach. That's a good reason. It's a legit good reason. Meanwhile, the Ducks, they didn't have any of that because, well, they weren't good. (laughs) The Ducks missed the playoffs in the bubble. They were one of the worst eight teams in the NHL at the time. So that's partially why there wasn't really any crying over it. Because the Ducks were one of the worst teams in the NHL. The Kraken are one of the best teams in the NHL. So what are we doing here? Out of the two expansion teams, the most recent expansion teams, between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Seattle Kraken, a lot more fans hate Vegas than they do Seattle. Because Vegas has not had to go through any real adversity. Now, I know Seattle's adversity only really lasted one season, but that was a bad season last year. Seattle was pretty much at the butt end of a lot of jokes last season just from their poor play, from their poor goaltending. They were bad. They were just awful, awful, stinky bad, which resulted in a top draft pick for them this past offseason. But Oh man, the way the Kraken lost some of those games last year, you would have thought that they would be just mired in mediocrity for the next three, four seasons. But they've somehow picked it up this season, and it has now turned into kind of a feel-good story, which is the polar opposite of the Vegas Golden Knights, who went right into the league year one and said, no, F you guys, we're going to go to the cup final first year out. But it was also the fans. The fans acted like they were the toughest bunch of you-know-whats out there and said, yeah, we rule. The Seattle fans aren't acting like that. They're acting a little bit a little bit more grateful that they're on this run right now because they saw how bad it was last year. But also, I love the fan base in Seattle. They have probably some of the best fans in the National Hockey League. I, and they've been more on the good side of feel-good stories over the past year and a half. I'll go from last season. Remember Nadia Popovich from last season who noticed that there was a bad mole on the Vancouver Canucks uh, trainer's neck that wound up saving his life? That was the epitome of a feel-good story in the National Hockey League. I loved that so much. So there's a lot of aspects as to why there's more fans pissed off now that Seattle doesn't have a representative than the Ducks did back then. Also, the league and fans in general, they kind of look at the Anaheim Ducks, especially lately, and go, eh, they're just a doormat team. No one really cares about the Anaheim Ducks. They have terrible jerseys. You know, we don't really care about the Ducks. And it's kind of true. Look, I'm not blind. I know that the Ducks are a small, considered a small market team in the grand scope of the National Hockey League. 
they're looked at as kind of an afterthought by a lot of fans. I hope that I hope that changes in the new future. We'll see. Only time will tell. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission and take a look around the league and see where we are on the battle for Bedard. Stay locked in. But first, let's talk about Built Bar, which is my favorite protein bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And if you've tried Built Bar lately, you'll see that they have a ton of new flavors out there. So why not give them a try, huh? Lots of great flavors on the Built Bars, Built Puffs, still the goat to me, the Churro Puff. So if you want to try it for yourself, head over to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Once again, that new promo code is LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. I went a little bit over time on the first two segments, so we're going to keep this one a little bit short and look at where the standings are. I'm looking at the standings because we need to figure out how many games the Ducks might want to win and how many they might want to lose, which could be all of them, but, you know, let's face it, no playoffs. May as well go for Bedard, right? So first, let's look at the schedule coming up after the All-Star break. The Ducks are on their bye week currently. When they return, we have games at the Dallas Stars, at the Chicago Blackhawks, February 6th and 7th. Then the 10th, Pittsburgh Penguins. Then the Vegas Golden Knights on Super Bowl Sunday. Ooh. Then we got games at home against the Sabres and the Los Angeles Kings on February 17th. That's going to be a doozy. And then another long road trip. But this one is the doozy of a road trip. At Florida. At Tampa Bay. At Washington. At Carolina. All teams that are vying for a playoff spot. Maybe not Florida as much. But they're vying. And then another game against the Blackhawks. Those two games against Chicago. We've got to look at. Because Chicago right now. Has a worse record. Than the Anaheim Ducks. The Blackhawks are the worst team in the West right now. The worst in the league by far is the Columbus Blue Jackets. But Chicago's right there. Chicago might want to think about tanking hard as well as the Ducks. Looking at the standings right now, the worst team is the Columbus Blue Jackets. They've only got 34 points in 51 games. The Blackhawks also have 34 points, but they've played in 48 games. So they've got more grounds to make up, I guess. Then the Ducks at 37 points, and then the Coyotes at 38 points. So the Coyotes are winning by one standings point. (laughs) Yeah, watch that come back to bite them in the butt, and they wind up with like the fifth pick in the draft. Just watch that happen, folks. And then after that, to round out the rest of the standings, you have the Sharks at 41 points, the Canucks at 43 points, who are going through their own stuff. Then the Habs at 44 points. 
And then finally, we have the St. Louis Blues at 49 points. Those are all teams that are going to be looking at this year's draft. And they're going to be looking really hard at a Connor Bedard, at an Adam Fantilli. Those are your top two prizes in this year's draft. That's what everyone is gunning for. But it's going to take some help from the ping pong balls. And it's going to take a little bit of help from those other teams that are vying for a playoff spot. I mentioned that four-game road trip through Florida, Tampa Bay, Washington, Carolina. I'd be shocked if the Ducks come away with more than two points during that road trip. That one's going to be tough. And then March is not going to be much easier because they've got a bunch of games against good teams in their division. They've got a couple a couple against the now resurgent Kraken, a couple against the now resurging, I shouldn't say resurging, but they're slowly getting better, Calgary Flames. But they've also got a game against the Blue Jackets in there. They've got a game against Vancouver in there. Hmm. Battle for Bedard is going to be strong during those games. All right, that's going to do it for this particular podcast. Once again, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Audio is going to come out first. Video is going to come out much later. In fact, video is probably going to come out Thursday morning along with Goals Thursday. So be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, thanks for watching. Don't forget, you can follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. You could follow my personal Twitter at StimpyJD. And you could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Love getting those emails. And also, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Amazon, and all that jazz. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks fly together. <laughs>